Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Happy New Year. Uh, This is 2022. I'm joined uh, this morning by Mike McNamara. Uh, Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. Um, So it is, as we flip the calendar, um, you know, time to, I suppose, you know, reflect on last year and and maybe make a plan for the uh, the coming year. And, um, you know, so we always, around this time of year, we like to kind of review, you know, certain things that people should uh, do and or think about, you know, when it comes to their to their finances. Uh, you know, it's always a good time to, you know, make a, make a new plan, you know, a new a new year, a new you. Uh, or adjust the old one. Or adjust the old one, yeah. And we won't make you go to the gym or anything like that. Um, <laughs> so hopefully it's, e- hopefully it's easier than that. No, it might be more painful than going oh. to the gym. You never can tell. Perhaps. I guess it depends on your, on your personality. Uh, so... You know, when you think about it, um, you know, there's a couple things that we're going to go over. And, you know, we have sort of this checklist that we always go through with folks when we're talking to them about their, their finances. And, and I think we pretty much, for the most part, do it in the same order, you know, because we have sort of a, you know, a pecking order of what we think is important. And you need to kind of check them off in a certain order as best you can. Uh, it's not always possible to do everything all at the same time. And sometimes it's, it requires, you know, a balancing act. But, um you know, well, I guess before you even get into that, you know, if you think about last year, you know, think about it for a minute. I mean, what, you know, maybe what, you know, what, what did you do well? Uh, or was there something that, you know, sticks in your mind that, you know, maybe you could have done better or, you know, maybe you had some kind of a, you know, a financial surprise that, you know, set you back and, and now you're trying to, get yourself out of that hole and maybe what could you have done, you know, ahead of time to, to prevent that. And, um, and, or was there something, you know, last year that you kept saying, oh man, I needed to, you know, get around to doing this and, you know, life is busy. And so maybe you just don't get to it. And so maybe now this is a time to say, okay, you know, we're going to start fresh. Let's just do it. Um, and, and, and get it done. And you know what? I mean, I know when I do something like that, you just, you just feel better. Uh, you know, you feel like you accomplished something and, and it's going to make you feel better. So, um, all right, so... That was a good setup for me. That, all right. That was a good introduction. I like that. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, 
All right, so, you know, Mike, you did a wonderful job with a little list for us to go over, uh, as always. And, you know, so number one on the list was, well, you know, do you have a financial plan? And and as, and as you've always said and we've always said, you know, a financial plan, that's kind of a fuzzy thing. You know, financial planning is kind of a fuzzy thing to, to define for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, have you really sat down and thought about, you know, where am I trying to go? Uh, number one, you know, most people just kind of, you know, they're so busy with life that they don't really stop to think about where are they trying to go and what do they want to accomplish? And, and, and then how do I make it happen? Um, and so to us, you know, that's, you know, that's a financial plan and, you know, preferably you have something that's, you know, in writing and, and with, with details uh, that you can actually look at and, and remember and, all and, stuff. and refer back to and say, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be doing this. You know, I'm supposed to be putting this amount into my savings, and you know, I'm supposed to be paying this much in in, in debt, uh, etc. Um, and so it's great to have actual, real hard numbers that you can look at and refer to and and try to actually. And even if you have to modify them, that's okay. I mean, that's life. Uh, but better to have something to to work off of than uh, than to just be guessing. You know, all the time. Um, so, you know, so, so, so number one, do you have a plan, I guess? Yep. Um, yep. and you know, and number two, if you do, how did you do last year? Yeah. Um, you know, did you, did you, did you have some, maybe some short term goals or some, you know, some annual goals that you were trying to accomplish last year? Uh, whether it was putting a certain amount into your, you know, your 401k, or putting a certain amount into your, you know, if you if you have kids and you're trying to save for college, you know, did you did you meet your goals? What you were trying to do, uh, and if not, uh, you know, why was that? Uh, some, you know, and some of those things are out of your control, um, uh, but some aren't. Um, you know, so what can you do this year to, to to make it better if you need to? And if and if you met all your goals, you know, congratulations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and good for you. And and may this year be be the same. Let me, uh, yeah, let me go back and re- reemphasize a couple of things, opening comments you made before we get into this. Uh, you know, folks, uh, regardless of what your financial situation is, you probably have all the same financial issues that everybody has. And let's face it, we live in a pretty complicated world with a whole bunch of different things that relate to money and insurance and uh, cash flow and stuff like that. So when we talk about a financial plan, there's a lot of, a lot of things that get covered, a lot of bases that people have to touch. And again, uh, if you're listening to us, you know, regardless of what your financial picture is, you have all the same financial issues that everybody else has. It's just, uh, you know, how you go about it and what you do about it sort of a thing. So, so in this complicated world, okay, uh, more complicated all the time, uh, you, you have to make some sense of all of these things, whether it's life insurance or legal documents or investments or your cash flow or budgeting or whatever. There's a whole bunch of uh, elements in that equation, I guess, or pieces in that pot. And and so the, the bottom line is it's complicated and you have to stay on top of it, okay? It's, and it's hard because there's so many moving pieces. But this is like the best time of the year to do that because we're wrapping up one year. Uh, we're starting another one. Everybody's kind of a little nostalgic and thinking about things that they could do better or what they did that they need to fix. Uh, and also, because it's tax time coming up in mm-hmm. April, you get a whole lot of different financial pieces of paper anyway. So so that all just kind of pulls together and says this, this is the time of the year where you ought to kind of pull that all together. Okay. Uh, and you know, the, the, I think the biggest part of this is that even though all these pieces are separate, they make up 100% of your financial life, and you got to kind of be on top of and coordinate and worry about all of them. So we're into writing things down and tracking because it's easy to forget all this stuff going forward. Uh, and, and so that that's kind of where we are. Uh, and a couple things. So um, during the course of the broadcast here, um, I've I, I written a, a checklist, okay? Uh, you know, year-end financial review is what it's officially called. 
called. And, and again, it's not rocket science, but I, you know, because I wrote it, I think it's a pretty good uh, coverage of the, the financial issues that people have to worry about. And it's about a page and a half. Okay, so if you're looking for the the short story, if you're if you kind of pay attention to this stuff and just want to make sure about it, okay, uh, the, the thing called an annual financial checklist. What a novel title. Okay, uh, it's a couple pages. It, it, it hits all the points. That's right. It, yep. it does. Okay, uh, and it's kind of generic and doesn't get into details. But if you'd like a copy of that, all you have to do is uh, questions at McNamaraonMoney.com. And, you know, hey, Mike, give me the simple version of the checklist or something like that. So that's like one kind of piece of information I want people to kind of tuck away. Uh, and then the second piece is that um, I've written five articles that fleshed out all of these things in much more detail. So, so uh, we have a longer and more detailed version with some suggestions and specifics, okay? Uh, and I, I guess for purposes of the show, we'll just call it a financial checklist, the long version or the detailed version, whatever you want. But fo- folks, both of those are available to our listeners. Um, they're not yet on our website, McNamaraFinancial.com, or if they are, I'm not sure if I could find them based on the, the, the volume of stuff we have. So it's pretty simple. If you'd like the the checklist, the short version, or the checklist, the long version, all you have to do is email us at questions at McNamara on money, and we'll promise we'll get you that stuff, uh, and, and hopefully it'll be helpful. We've been uh, we've been doing this for a long time. We we think we've covered most of the bases in, in this material here, and I'm not sure how far we're going to get in this show, uh, but we'll just kind of play it by ear from there. Okay, so anyway, so with that said, uh, yep, it's a good time to do it. Uh, yep, we're getting all the paperwork on our taxes. Uh, and, and, you know, so just kind of let's have at it sort of a thing. Um, there's probably the vast majority of folks listening to us right now don't have a comprehensive written financial plan, okay, that, that was constructed by a professional, working with a professional financial planner, okay, uh, and, and in our opinion, Having one of those in this complicated time is like the gold standard of being able to survive and hopefully maybe retire and live happily ever after. Uh, and, and now there's a bunch of folks out there listening to us who are probably doing a real good job on their own with their own kind of financial plan. Uh, and if you're that motivated and that on top of things, congratulations. Uh, but the bottom line is it's a lot of work and you know that and, and hopefully we'll just kind of reinforce some of the things that folks who are comfortable doing their own thing are. For the rest of you, we'll probably scare the heck out of you, okay? <laughs> because let's face it, you know, if, you, if you've got kids and life and, you know, I know more retired folks are busier than some of the folks who work yeah. with kids sort of yeah. thing. So, so it, folks, it's just a lot of work. You, you, got, you got to stay on top of this and expend the effort. But if you don't, like, who else is going to take care of you? You know, what, what, who else are you going to give the job off to? Yeah, right? uh, I mean, <clears throat> I would say... Uh, you can you can you know tell me if you think differently or what your experiences are, but you know most of the people that come to us for the first time, you know they're probably I would say at least fifty five, yeah. if not older. Yep. Um, and that doesn't mean you can't come if you're younger, folks. We, and we would prefer <laughs> that you do, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that's, those are the people, that, and, and, and sometimes it's much later. You know, they're in their 60s yeah. or they're, you know, sometimes we don't get a call from somebody and they say, hey, I'm retiring in six months <laughs> and I need help. And, and that's, that's not uncommon yep. uh, from our experience. Yep. And that's just, I think that's just the nature of it. Um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes your, you know, your hopes and dreams and goals you know, maybe a little bit further than you might realize if you wait that long to actually sit down and take a look at it. Um, and so that, you know, so we're always, you know, advocating people to, to start this process as soon as they can uh, so that they can, you know, make that, you know, get on that track earlier yep. and it's going to make your life a lot easier down the road. If you, um, if you go in some place, A, it's good to know where you're going and the sooner you can start planning, the better, basically, yep. sort of a thing. So, yeah. And I, and I love it when people come in and they have like a plan, like this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I want to do, I, I met some nice folks the other day. They were like, 
we want to spend you know six months here, six months there. You know, they they did they did some math yeah, they about have what clear that's, goals yep, in mind, clear yeah, goals. Yeah. Yep, you know that you can uh, measure. Yep, yep, uh, yep. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of had an idea of you know roughly how much that was going to cost. You know, which is better than just saying I don't know. You yeah. know, so they they did they did a little <laughs> bit of research and yeah. and that's great. And then that makes our job easier to say, okay, here's what you want to do. Here's what you have to do to to make it happen. And but. You know, when I, we always talk about, you know, when it comes to your money and, and trying to grow your money to meet your goals, time, you know, time is a factor. And, you know, the more time you have to have your money grow and compound, the better. And so, again, if if you wait until, you know, 60 to, to really take a look at it, you know, do you still have enough time to, to, to get there? Yeah, it's kind of funny, but... If you're young and poor and you're not thinking about retirement, you should be because you've got plenty of time to make it work. And mm-hmm. if you're older and getting close, hopefully you've done the right things because it's just harder to fix if you don't have the time. But anyway, so as we go through this material, and it might take a couple of shows. I have no idea about the radio stuff, but we're always prepared. So if, if you are fairly on top of your financial circumstances, congratulations. Uh, I, I hope that what we chat about here is helpful to you, and maybe there was a thing or two or three that we mentioned here that, that you didn't think about, and uh, will we'll help out, and that's basically why we do this show. So congratulations. Uh, for the 93% of the rest of the people, I'm, <laughs> maybe, well, may, I, who knows, okay, but for, for the rest of the folks listening to the show who don't really have it coordinated, you know, as, as long as you got it written down someplace and you can kind of look at everything, but m- most people probably don't do that. Yeah. It's just, just kind of how it is. So, so a- as we go through these pieces, by the time we get to the end, I think one of my goals is you're going to be sitting there saying, yep, I should have a comprehensive written financial plan. And maybe I ought to work with a professional because there's a whole lot of stuff going on here. I mean, that's basically where I'm coming from here. So so if you if you are a do-it-yourselfer and you're on top of things, congratulations. Hopefully we can help. Uh, if if it's something that's a challenge for you or it's you're nervous or you don't have the time, maybe we can scare you a little bit into getting some motivation because <laughs> who else is going to take care of you yeah. is, I guess, where I'm coming from. Okay? So... so uh, I'm, I'm not going to, I think, well, yeah, well, let, let's start with the big picture. If you had all this stuff organized, okay, and, and you have a comprehensive plan in place. So for whatever percentage of folks are listening to us who have one of those, here are some of the issues. And by the way, we won't spend a lot of time on this because they know that stuff anyway. And most of the rest of the, 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 the people here could be better served by us getting into some of the details and, and helpful. But anyway, so uh, first question I'd have is, are your emergency reserves uh, are, are they appropriate and they are adequate, okay? Uh, everybody listening to us, us out there needs some, what I would call a rainy day fund. That's an old term, right? Am I dating myself no, with that? No, people they, still call do, it do, that. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, or emergency reserves or whatever. But y- y- you need some cash in the bank, folks, uh, that's never going to earn anything. By the way, when you were earning 12% on your money market fund in the 70s, inflation was 14. So right. you, you never have made any money on your emergency reserves. But that's not the point, and certainly the case these days right. in terms of interest rates. But you need a chunk of money there if disaster hits it. And it's so easy to make an example with the COVID world we're in, what's a disaster? How about being unemployed right. for three or four or five or six months? You know, how, how do most people do? So that's the, probably the most common example of why you think you ought to have an emergency reserves. Okay, but, you know, let, let's face it. People get hit with expenses that they didn't plan on. By the way, if it was a vacation, no, no, that's not an emergency. <laughs> yep. You know, if it was a washer dryer that blew up and or you got to go write a check for three or two or three thousand dollars to buy whatever, that that's an emergency. So, you know, for first big issue for or, everybody. Yeah, right? or a, a tree falls through your roof. Oh, I mean, th- there you go. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. Ho- hopefully hopefully, maybe that's protected by or uh, covered by insurance, but yep. it, but not always, you know. Yep. I mean, there are things that happen that are just out of your control, yep. and yep. you just need to be prepared. And, like, yeah, you mentioned, you know, the whole, the COVID, you know, the virus, and, I mean, so obviously something that nobody saw coming yep. Yep. and affected so many people. Yep. And yep. I know the government, you know, helped, to some to some extent, you know, with the unemployment and things like that, but um, there there is always going to be something that you just don't see coming, and it could really be a, a pretty it could be a 
a major setback, you know, in, in, in your plan. Yeah. And so if you play a little defense, you can, you yeah. know, hopefully prevent that or, or, or lessen it, yeah. uh, hopefully. Yeah, and, and people would say, well, how big does that have to be? Well, I guess you have to know what your living expenses are before you can answer that thing. But but again, we're, we're just going to kind of run through here, in my opinion, reasonably quickly. Okay. We'll get into, but, but the bottom line is you need a safety net, folks. And if you use 10,000 of it for something, you need to replace it or your safety net's going to disappear sometime. That's right. all. Okay. Okay. So, so number two, again, assuming you have a plan in place, uh, is the size of your nest egg on schedule mm. for your retirement. Mm-hmm. Well, that implies that you did a whole lot of thinking about some things, didn't it? Like hmm, when I might retire and what it might look like and making sure that your spouse or significant other is on the same page. Uh, Well, you know, if you have those goals, you can cost them out and you can kind of figure that out. So if you have a comprehensive financial plan in place, folks, you ought to be able to sit down with your advisor at the end of a year and say, am I on track? Because everybody agreed on what you have to do about that. And it's pretty easy to push a couple of buttons in our world and say, yep, or nope, got to save a few more bucks or, uh, hey, maybe you can take an extra vacation this year. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That's a, you know, that's, sometimes that's a question we get from, I would say that, that type of question I get asked by, by the younger set, you know, like the, you know, like the thirties and the 40 year olds and like, they're like, they come and if I'm meeting them for the first time and they say, this is what I got. Like, yeah. what's my number? Yeah. What? Like, like, where should I be? Yeah. Like, is yeah. am I on track or or am I way off? And it's it's not a, it's something you can't just answer. You can't just look at the person and say, okay, well, a million four. Yeah. Let's you're see. Good. You're you're uh, you're five ten. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. It's you can't do that. Um, I I did pull up because I always think it's interesting because I. Because really, there is no there is no magic number. There is. It depends. Uh, it depends. Our favorite answer. It depends. Um, you know, and if you, well, if you want, we can get into this later, but about, they do have some rough guidelines yeah. as far as numbers yeah. and things. You yeah. Know, l- yeah, let's get into that yeah. later. Okay. That, that, where, where I want to be now is, well, you know, so how much do I need in my portfolio? Well, if you can tell me how much you need to take out of it, I could tell right. you how much you need. Right. Okay. And, and it's just, it's just such a simple thing that people don't understand. Well, I, I read a, I read something that says I need a million five to retire and live happily ever after. Well, if in your life, you're required to take 300,000 a year out of your million five, that might not last very long, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and by the way, if your retirement neg- nest egg is $250,000, and because you ran your life financially in a sound manner, you either don't need any money or only need $3,000 a year, congratulations, your, your number's big enough. So right. so the what's your number? No, no, there's a whole lot of work behind that yeah. before anybody can answer it. And, that, and that's especially the folks who are asking that question yep. sort of a thing. So Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, one and a half million. I mean, for, <laughs> for a long time, for, for what, and this is not, I don't know where this comes from, but a lot of people were under the impression they need to have a million dollars, you yeah. know, to, to, for, to retire. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where that came from, but that's, that was it's a, a nice round number. That was, it was a nice round number. Yeah, it's, yeah. It sounds good. Uh, it sounds like a lot of money. Uh, and that's what everybody thought, you know, they thought that was the number. And, you know, so they would, you know, again, if we were meeting them for the first time and they would come in and say, well, I heard it's a million, <laughs> you know, I heard it's, and, Ooh, okay. and of course we would say, it depends, you know, uh, that might, that might be enough. It might not be enough. Uh, or, or maybe it's, you know, maybe it's way too much. Maybe you don't need anywhere close, to, as you just said, <laughs> it just depends. Um, but the other thing is, well, yeah, you just, you just increased that number to one and a half million, right? <laughs> so now, you know, so now, yeah, over time, inflation is, whatever the number is, it, it is getting yeah. bigger over yeah. time as dollars don't go as the, far. The, yeah. the, the point is, it's not an easy question to answer unless you do a whole lot of work, and that's called a financial plan, okay? Mm-hmm. We just got about, what, a minute? We got about or, a minute, yeah. Okay, good. All right, in that case, the, the, the next piece, again, in your big picture financial plan that you have in place is, are you working down your debt on schedule? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quickly, uh, you know, if your mortgage is retired when you are, your chances of success in retirement are very high. If you have a mortgage in retirement, they just went down. Not, not impossible. Yep. They, they just went down. Okay. Uh, and keeping your debt under control in life and, and making sure that your mortgage is hopefully gone by the time you retire, 
best possible one thing anybody could do, in my opinion, to, to increase those odds. Yeah, should, should we leave on that high point for a break? Are we close? Sure, what, sure yeah. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the mortgage, I mean, that's the biggest, for most folks, that's the, that's, that's the biggest yep. monthly expense you've got. And so yep. if you can have that have that gone, that's going to, uh, could be, potentially be a game changer. Um, so, all right. So you're listening to McNamara Money. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. Uh, joined today by Mike McNamara. Uh, senior partner. Senior partner. <laughs> we're we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we are back listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. I'm joined today uh, by Mike McNamara, senior partner. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Uh, CFP, PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. Uh, so, uh, new year, new you. We don't have an official. We don't. We don't have an official title today, but um, but it's something along those lines. New uh, year, new financial you. New financial you. you I like that. I got to remember that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. You can label the CD, Tim. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know we're kind of going over you know high level you know what you know what are the things you know your financial plan should consist of. You know what did you know what did you do right last year? What did you do wrong? What do you want to fix? And uh, so we're just trying to give give folks some 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 things to think about, and um, you know some some sort of high level uh, info on 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 how to do that. Uh, so all right, we're talking about the mortgage. I don't know if you want to touch on. So yeah, you know a mortgage is is a is a big part of everyone. A lot of people's uh, expenses uh, is you know owning a home or, or a piece of property that has a mortgage tied to it and. Uh, that's usually one of your biggest monthly expenses, and you know the, a, a fairly good general rule of thumb is that if you can have the mortgage paid off, you know by you know around the time you retire, there's a pretty good chance that that's going to you know help you know help your odds of having a, a successful retirement uh, by by quite a bit. Um, so you know something to yeah. something to, to look at and how that lines up with with your yeah. Your, your By the way, date. you thirty and forty and twenty somethings who are buying your first or second home, think about this: every time you buy a home, it's a bigger one. Every time you buy a get a home, it's a bigger one. You have a bigger mortgage, and almost every time you do that, you still do a thirty-year mortgage. Mm. Well, if you keep doing thirty-year mortgages for the rest of your life, you have a small problem when it comes to about retirement age. Sort yeah, of thing. you got to be careful about that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, so, yeah. You got to you got to think about it, and then I know it's yeah. People, you know, it's nice to stretch them out and you know lower the payment, but um, you know, can you afford it not, in retirement? Yeah, not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, okay. So we're talking about debt. Yeah. One more. Yeah. By the way, folks. So. We have uh, the annual financial checklist, the short version, okay? And then we have, uh, I guess, the annual financial checklist, the long version. And if you're interested in uh, having a copy of either one of those, just email us at questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. The short list is for you folks who are paying attention, have a pretty good handle on your financial stuff, and hopefully all the questions and things we talk about here you've got covered. Uh, the, the more detailed long list is for a lot of folks who are either too busy, too nervous, or just not, you know, just, just not aware of all the different things floating around in your life and some of the things you should be worried about, okay? And if that's your, if that's you, don't be nervous. You need to get this, you need to deal with it one way or another and the better chance you have of dealing with it and knowing about it, the, the better your life will be sort of a thing. So anyway, the, the, what we're talking about now is we're talking about, uh, for those of you who are listening, you have a financial plan in place. It's in writing. It's probably done by a professional. Maybe it's your own. And we're just hitting the high points about, you know, how, where, where are you? The, the work behind all of these questions has already been done by people who have this plan and nation. That's not the case for a lot of folks listening to us. So anyway, so after we get through with our mortgage, the other big picture question here is the date that you have chosen to retire still good. Mm, okay. okay. Um, so, so from, a, from a, a very simplistic financial planner point of view, okay, we, we help folks with their money and we help folks with their financial lives. And to be a good investment advisor, okay, it would be really nice to know when people are going to take money out of their retirement and how much 
that would be sort of a thing. So the, the bottom line is that kind of depends on your retirement date. And let's face it, nobody is sure. So the, the short story is if you're 25 and not even thinking about it, you know, pick an age like 66, which is probably when you start collecting your most Social Security. And then at least you can make that retirement date and plan for that. Yes, it'll change because I'm sure you're not thinking about retiring when you're 26. OK, uh, when you're 55. OK, you probably have a more clear idea. OK, but sometimes it changes. Some people decide they hate work and it's, it's shorter and some people decide they love work and it's longer or whatever. But you, you can't you got to be going someplace before you can figure out how to get there. And if you change the destination, well, that might involve some other changes in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You okay with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, and one of the things that I hear, I guess, I guess I would say more often, um, in, you know, now these days over the past couple of years is that people aren't fully retiring when they retire. Yep. Um, you know, they're saying, I think, well... I think that's a national trend. Okay, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to guess. Yeah. yeah, so people have their, their quote-unquote... You know, we ask them, when are you going to retire? And they say, well, you know, 65 or, or whatever it is. But they're like, you know, I still plan on doing something. Yep. Um, and, you know, so then obviously, you know, the next line of questions is, well, is it, you know, is it for income or is it, you know, is it for fun or is it volunteering? And then... You know how long you're gonna do that for? Because uh, you got to factor that into uh, into the into the the plan. Um, but you know, it it is it, so. Yeah. So retirement. <laughs> I, I think I guess the definition of retirement yeah. is is ever changing. Yeah. Moving uh, picture and a moving date. Right. Right. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so uh, w- one one more place to go. I'll do a quick summary and then we'll get to the down and dirty stuff for everybody else here. Okay. So okay. Uh, and, and this applies to everybody anyway. Is your college funding plan on track Mm. and or complete? Okay. It's probably not a surprise to anybody listening here that that, uh, the costs of college and how much parents may choose or not choose and end up being stuck with in terms of paying for college could have a significant impact on your retirement plans. It's a major, major, major financial decision mm-hmm. in folks' lives, okay? Uh, and we've seen some pretty unpleasant examples of that not working out too well, given the circumstances, folks. So, so uh, you know, what you do about college, how much you decide to pay for it out of your own hide for your kids, and how much you can afford to pay for it. Those might be two different numbers. Uh, and you don't want to find out about those at the end when, when it's too late sort of a thing. Okay, yeah. so so if, if you have a comprehensive financial plan in place, you've already done all the work for this, and you sit down once a year with your certified financial planner practitioner, ask a few questions, push a couple buttons, and kind of get the answers, the, the, the going answers to these this week mm-hmm. in terms of where you are. So, you know, do you have emergency reserves? Is your nest egg on schedule in terms of its size? Is your debt going to be gone? Do you, is your still date for retirement still firm? And, oh, yeah, is college out of the way or are you working on that sort of a thing? Okay, so th- those are big picture items that folks who have that plan have probably already dealt with, okay? And that's why I wanted to kind of start off here to get everybody else who doesn't have one of those a little jealous because <laughs> if you've already done all that work, it's only a little bit every year as opposed to, oh my gosh, kind of a thing, okay? So any, any anything from your point of view on that before we skip along here? No, Jack? I think that's we'll be, fine. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. For high level. Yeah, okay. So, so now we're talking to everybody else uh, out there uh, and... Um, we're going to get into a, a, a bunch of different areas, and probably the first one is uh, how is your cash flow? Mm, okay, it's too low. Too low. Okay, so folks, I so here's how it works. <clears throat> okay, so the, the the big question is well, how much comes in and how much goes out of your life? Mm-hmm. Okay, your your income from all sources is X. Your expenses plus taxes is uh, Y. And if you go X minus Y, uh, is, are you break even or are you positive or are you negative? Okay. Just, you know, one, one comment <laughs> I had on this was, you know, when we, again, when we meet somebody and we, you know, we ask them to fill out a questionnaire and things and then. You know, obviously, one of the questions we ask is, "What you know? What's your salary, or what's your what's your self-employment income, or whatever?" And 
you know, I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but there is a high percentage of people that don't have a clue yeah. how much money yeah. they make. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And which is kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, also means they don't know how much in real money they paid in taxes. Right. Too, which is another issue. Right. Yeah. So that's, I mean, so that in itself is kind of a, 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 a good thing to sort of be taking a look at this now, right? You, you know, you're going to be getting your W-2 in the mail probably pretty soon. And, uh, you know, that's, and, and so take a look at it yeah. and, you know, cause it'll show you all the, all the numbers, you know, most people just know what the, you know, the, the check that gets deposited each, you know, each, you know, every week or every couple of weeks, yep. you know, and so they know that number. Um, but yeah, I mean, cause there's, you know, there's social security taken out, there's Medicare taken out, you know, if you've got 401k money taken out and the taxes, there's a lot of, you know, so it's like, yeah. and by the way, the taxes that you withheld may be higher or lower than you actually had to have anyway. That's not. No, I, I I only had to pay two thousand dollars in taxes. No, that's what you owed because you didn't pay enough on the rest of the places. Right, basically, right? Yeah? Okay. Um, so, all right. So so cash flow. So so the the short story is that, you know, if, if you are, if income is going coming in the door, and if you're covering all your expenses, and if you're putting enough money away for retirement, we call that an expense, and if you're putting enough money away saving for college or paying it out of your cash flow or borrowing money. Mm -hmm. If you're all on schedule and you're either break in, break even or positive, congratulations. Life life is good. Okay. Yes. But if you're not, then, then there's there's just a problem, okay? So so uh, you know we we get when we talk about people's cash flow, we always get down to the dreaded B word, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Budget, okay? Yeah. Sort of a thing, okay? Uh, and, and you know. You know, you have spooky music, Tim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, okay. and and you know, the the folks we meet are kind of pretty motivated about getting squared away or staying, remaining squared away. And you know, you, you got to admit they 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 have motivation and they've spent the time on it, sort of a thing. But but uh, how many people of our motivated clients? What percentage of them know in detail what their expenses are? We, we get five or ten. Yeah, not. What, 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 what's your guess? Not a percentage wise. Yeah, yeah percentage. Yeah, maybe five percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so folks, let's, I mean, you know, we meet a you know a relatively select bunch of folks. They're concerned about their money and their finances. That's that's the the cutoff, right, folks. Right. And not a large percentage of them know exactly what's going on with their money, sort of a thing. So that that's pretty telling, okay, yeah. when you think about that. So um, so folks, I'm I'm gonna I, I can tell you you can tell yourself within about twenty minutes how much you spend in a given year, and I'm gonna give you the secret to doing mm. that on this show. This is this is important stuff, probably. I'm going out on a limb here. For the entire length of this show, this is probably the most important thing I'm going to say for a whole lot of folks listening to us, okay? okay. A very easy way to determine what your budget is, is as follows, okay? So, number one, you take a look at the tax return that you just filed, and it says gross income on the top there. Write that down. Okay, you take a look at your federal and your Massachusetts tax returns, and the federal tax return says your federal tax for the year was this much, and your Massachusetts folks say your Massachusetts tax for the year was that much. Folks, we got three numbers, gross income, and we're doing some subtractions. Federal taxes paid, not you know, not what you owed, wait, no, federal taxes paid, okay, state taxes paid, two more well, a bunch more subtraction, subtractions. Most folks are on Social Security. Okay, so you got to subtract what you contributed to Social Security. Mm -hmm. You have to subtract what you contributed to Medicare. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if you have an if it's not already reflected in in your uh, gross income, you know, putting money away in retirement in one way, shape, or form is an expense, whether it's in a retirement plan or not. Okay, so, so folks, if you do that, I'm going to say that again. This is very simple. Scary, but very simple. Gross income minus federal taxes, minus state taxes, mi minus Social Security taxes, minus Medicare taxes, minus investments that you're putting away. By the way, if you're going into a retirement plan that's deductible, that's already reflected in your income, so that's okay. Okay, and then after you do those subtractions, there's a number on the bottom of that. Pay, but this isn't even like geometry or calculus. <laughs> okay, it's like subtraction and addition. That what's left number, folks, that's what you spent last year. 
that, that was it. That's a, it's a very oh, simple oh, way to do hopefully. it. Well, we, we, hopefully. We, we, no we have more a than couple that, more yeah. qualifications. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so that number is what's left. And then you have to do just two other things. Okay. You have to look at what your emergency reserves is today. And you have to look at your emergency reserves, what it was a year ago. If your emergency reserves is exactly the same as a year ago, congratulations. Mm -hmm. If your emergency reserves is $5,000 smaller, you had to go in there for expenses. So you have to check your emergency reserve to see if you make that what's left a bigger or a smaller number. Okay? And then just one more thing after you do that. You check your charge card balance today. You check your charge card balance a year ago. Actually, two more things. And... If your charge cards are bigger than it was a year ago, you have to add that difference to your expenses because right. that's what they were. Mm -hmm. And then one more place is the equity line of credit on your home. S same deal. <clears throat> if your equity line of credit is $10,000 bigger than it was a year ago, you got to add more expenses Okay, to that what's mm -hmm. left. So you have the what's left plus or minus savings, plus or minus charge cards, and plus or minus uh, a, a home equity line of credits. Okay, folks, that's... <clears throat> Almost all the math that you have to do, you get down to this number that says that's your expenses, it'll scare the ever loving heck out of you. <laughs> okay, for 90% of the people listening to us. Yeah. But you can do it in about 20 minutes after you do your tax return, okay? Right. And a little bit more math, okay? Um, th there's one more piece, <clears throat> excuse me, to that. Say, so you got this number, it scares you to death, and you say, well, wait a minute, oh, I. I had a one-time expense that I'll never have again uh, because uh, I had to do the roof, and that's $20,000 worth of expenses. Okay, well, then you can take one-time expenses that you probably will never see again off that number. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so, folks, th th that's easy. Th th that is the quickest and easiest way to determine what your expenses are. And for folks who walk in with us the first or second time and haven't even worked up the courage to do a budget, that's where we start. And after they see the number, it scares them to death. And mm -hmm. they go back and do a budget because they don't believe, uh -huh. you know, what the, what the number is sort of a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, folks, that, that's how you determine your expenses. Once you see that number, for most folks, it'll scare the heck out of you. And then, by the way, that's really good motivation to get you to start looking at them in really good detail. And then when you break them out in really good detail... You can well if I'm if I'm negative cash flow, I guess I got to do some cutting, or I'm going to be okay, or I'm, how am I going to do this? So it's just a you need to have the numbers and do the math before you can figure out how to get yourself out of a pickle if you're in one, or how to get more efficient about yeah. going forward if you're if you're planning for retirement. Help me out here. I'm okay. Yeah. With that you okay with that statement? Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> you know the thing that always is tricky is the one-time expenses like yeah. you mentioned that those yeah. are the things that you know you you know yeah you, you, you mentioned the roof right you mentioned the roof right so yeah, yeah so yeah Probably, By the way, that should be a planned expense, but for well, most people, it's not. I mean, yeah. if you have a twenty-five-year roof, you ought to build that into your expenses. Going, no, yeah. I know, I know, yeah. nobody does, but yeah. doesn't mean you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. okay. And that, and that is an example of something that, yeah, you probably will never do again, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. But you know, but in reality, there's always going to be something, yeah. right? There's yeah. always going to be something that's not a monthly occurrence that you're gonna, <laughs> is going to be substantial. Whether it's something that you need <laughs> or, or not, or what, but there's yes, but there's always going to be something, <laughs> yep, that, and yep. and so, you know, we always try to figure out a way to sort of build that into to people's budgets yeah. because when they just give us our monthly stuff, there's always a bunch of money that's yeah. just like floating around. It's like, well, where did this money go? And yeah, they're like, yeah. well, I don't know, and it it does get spent. Yeah, um, and if you want to call that discretionary spending, and you know, we can and we can call it as such. Um, but do you you know do you need that in retirement or not? Or yeah. can you live without it? Yeah, yeah. The fo folks, uh, you know, if we're making you nervous, that's okay. That's part of the plan here. But the the, the bottom line is, if this is kind of scary, okay. The, the the relatively motivated folks we work with easily miss by five or ten or fifteen percent on their expenses anyway, and they're trying to pay attention, mm. sort of a thing. So, by the way, so to, to those unplanned expenses. If those unplanned expenses are a trip that you do every year, then you got to build that into your budget. If if you can plan for, if it's an expense that you can plan for, plan for it. If it's not, 
That's why you have the emergency reserves. But if your emergency reserves are $40,000 and you have a $10,000 expense, <clears throat> your next goal is to get the emergency reserves back up because when it gets to zero, you got no place to go given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on your cash flow, you have a budget. You kind of pay attention to that. You, you have a plan for dealing with unplanned expenses. It's called an emergency reserves. Okay, let's get to the fun stuff. Charge cards. Okay. All righty. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, we deserve the gold card or the black card. And no, <laughs> no question about it. It's our lifestyle. I don't know what's cool these days. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, me either. I'm not I sure. Guess. Okay. Uh, f- folks, the metal card. Is that right? They, the aluminum, I, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe it's you know titanium or something like <laughs> yeah, that. That's yeah, that's platinum or something. So you yeah. can't you can't yeah. break it. Well, you can just, the yeah. coolest card is probably like virtual. <clears throat> yeah, you know, there you it's, go. Yeah. It's you know it's in the ether. Okay, somewhere. boy, do, do we do they make it easy to spend money or what here? You just but I I just hit that PayPal button and boom. I just mm-hmm. there's no whatever. Okay, F- folks, it's it's pretty simple. Okay, um, and this is going to sound rather crisp. I guess I won't say crass. I'll say crisp. Cool. Okay. It, I don't, okay. It, it, if you if you can't pay your charge card balance down to zero within a three month time, then I don't think you could have afforded whatever you bought to put on that charge card. Okay. But now, by the yeah, way, ouch. maybe, maybe it was by choice, and yep. maybe it wasn't, sort of a thing. And I'll put that into the different categories. But, but your one of your goals in life should be to have a charge card that's balanced every month, or no more frequently apart than every two or three months, given the circumstances. Okay, uh, that's a tall order for a lot of people, given whatever the average. Char- mm-hmm. but, but folks, that's a way of life, and if you add it up. The interest that you lost being built on that charge card that could have gone to retirement, pretty scary. Okay. Uh, uh, And and then the last part of the cash flow thing uh, is, are you saving enough money for retirement and is it enough? Well, I'm putting 6% in my retirement plan because it qualifies for the match. Well, good. Okay, did you need to put away 10 to get to where you want to go mm. or did you need to put away 3? If you didn't know how much you needed to put away, that's because you didn't have a plan. How how do you get there if you don't know where you're going and you're not planning for it sort of a thing. So so part of your cash flow, saving for retirement, saving for college, those are the basics. Oh, I'd like a vacation home. Good, that's safe. You got to save for that as well, sort mm-hmm. of a thing. So, so just a kind of a, 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 a quick summary. Okay, you're either spending more or less than you're making, or you're breaking even. Okay, and if you're breaking even and covering all the bases with regard to saving for retirement and saving for college, have fun, enjoy, congratulations. If you're doing that and you have positive cash flow, have even more fun, take a vacation, Do you know, you're doing good, reward yourself, stuff like that. Uh, if you're not, and there's a lot of folks in that category, you got some work to do, and if you ain't gonna fix it, who is? You know, from my point of view, okay? So, yeah, um, you know, on that one, you know, again, it's like if somebody comes in and says, well, I'm 40 and I've got this, is this enough? Well, again, it's hard to answer that. But, you know, to, to give you some kind of general, you know, rules of thumb. And, you know, this for, so for a long time, uh, the, the general guideline has been that if you put about 10% of your, you know, your income, <coughs> gross income mm-hmm. uh, into your, you know, into some type of retirement plan, 401k, 403b, whatever it may be, uh, that that's probably a pretty good place to be, that if you do that over, over the course of your lifetime, your working lifetime, that you should accumulate, you know, approximately enough funds to, to be able to fund your retirement. Uh, however, of course, you know, of course, there are assumptions built into that, uh, you know, one of them being that you start doing that you know, right away, you know, so when, you know, as soon as you have your first job, uh, you know, out of college or, or if you don't go to college, whatever it is, but if you, you know, so your first job, your first paying job where you have the ability to, to put some money away, you need to start doing 10% right away. And if you don't do that, well now, guess what? It's not 10% anymore. You know, so if you wait until, if you don't start until you're 40, it's not 10%, it's maybe it's 15% or, or, or something different. So, you know, so 10%, that's just a rough guideline, but that's based on, you know, doing that over a long period of time. Um, yep, a little, a little, and a little bit more background. So on the cash flow stuff, so uh, bank accounts, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, so um, everybody should have only, in my opinion, two bank accounts. You have an operating account 
offshore. That would be. <laughs> uh, is that the other one? No. Uh, operating account, that would be known as your checkbook. Yeah. Uh, and emergency reserves. Yeah. Okay, that would be known as your rainy day fund. Okay. Um, if you have three different bank accounts in four different places and one spouse has his and the other spouse has hers, how on earth do you track and keep track of that? You're just making your life more <laughs> more difficult but I, to get a But I see on. that all the time. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, you, yeah, but yeah, I, that, that seems it. to be common yeah. that people yeah. have them all over the place. And yeah. I don't know why. I think. I mean, I think it just happens over time. Yeah. You know, you maybe open an account here because... Because of some reason, yep. and then it just it just stays there, and because uh, it is it can be a hassle to to move them or whatever. Yep. But uh, but yeah, we, I see that all the time. People got them. Yeah, it's like and it's hard to get. It makes it harder to get a handle yeah. on what what do you have? Well, and, you know, and 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 some folks might say, well, I I download all my statements electronically, and that's okay if you do that. But that that's not a lot of people, folks. So you know, if 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 you can get away with having one operating account, a checking account, and one savings account, it's pretty easy to keep track of that. You know, when, when we, we sit down for folks and, you know, have an annual review, we, we always ask them, so um, what's, how much you got in your emergency reserves this month? And, you know, if, if it was 40000 last year and twenty this year, that leads to a discussion. Yeah. I guess if it was 40000 last year and it's 50000 this year, that leads to another discussion sort of a thing. But you've you got to have that information uh, given the circumstances. So, so if you can keep a separate bank account, fine. Okay, uh, it used to be that we'd say, well, keep most of your money in the savings because you earn more interest in, in some yeah. of the checking. That's yeah. all changed now. But yeah. but bottom line is, I would keep you know I would keep the uh, just the two accounts and see if you can get away with that. Well, how much should I put in my emergency reserves account? You know, what do I need? Well, okay, if you have a financial plan in place, you know that. If you don't, if you went through that exercise with your tax return, you know, we did all that math and we got down to, geez, uh, you know, I, I my, my number is my expenses are sixty thousand dollars. A year. Well, if your expenses are $60,000 a year, a real generic rule of thumb is cover yourself for six months. Well, okay, so you know, $60,000 a year is $5,000 a month, last time I checked. Mm -hmm. All right, so you ought to have 30000 emergency reserves. Well, if you're a double-income couple of teachers on tenure, maybe it's a little bit less. If you're a married couple and both of you are self-employed, <laughs> maybe it's a lot more. It depends. It depends. It depends. Um, yeah, so we can... And yeah, I think... Oh, so, real quick, so... You know, they always say, like, three to six months, right? And I think if you've got two income, two incomes in the household, three months is probably okay. Okay. And if you only have one source of income, you know, lean towards the, uh, the six months. That's my, kind of my thought. Um, all right, so we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Kirk Reed uh, and Mike McNamara of uh, McNamara Financial, uh, and we will be right back. 